got yours with Jessica and Mickey. Um. Okay. So I I watched some stuff, mostly stuff I've already seen, and then a lot of streaming. But yeah. I will say, I, I think it's funny because I sent you a text about trying to get Fred Durst on the podcast and you yeah. didn't reply at all, which I thought was even funnier because I was like, there's a few like, and it's funny because my friend Sarah, who I'll men- I'm mentioning because she worked on the Dead Ringers um, TV show that's coming up on mm-hmm. Prime with Rachel Weiss. Now, this is weird because I, I don't want to like it because it's a remake of one of my favorite Cronenberg films. Uh, with Jeremy Irons, but I do love Rachel Weiss and um, my friend Sarah worked on it. She's a prop master, so she did a lot of like the medical scenes with the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, "No, I like really put everything into it. I think it's going to be great. I loved everything about working on this film or the series." And I was like, "Okay." And she's like, "Please, though, like critique it. You know, like give me your real thoughts." And so I'm really excited to watch it, mm-hmm. but. She was like, you should just hit up people in the DMs. Hit up anyone in the DMs. You know, sometimes they, they'll respond um, because she also has, like, some people on her list from working in movies. And I'm like, I'm going to DM everybody. And she's like, all right, calm down. But I tried to DM Fred Durst to be on the podcast. But I yeah, think that would I, be fucking funny. Uh, yeah, it would be funny. I just, I don't, you know, I... He's a director. He directed that horror movie mm-hmm. with John Travolta, which is not mm-hmm. good, but... Mm-hmm better than what i've ever done which is nothing so <laughs> yes but i feel like even that might be better um I've, but, i uh, yeah i have i did try to shoot my shot with fred Durst, so if he's ever listening which i did send him a link to our podcast he should be on it it'd be cool <laughs> it'd be interesting I, I i will say that i will i will i will tell you that um no, I mean, I've heard about the re- the reboot as well, and, like, you know, uh, I've got mixed feelings about it, you know, because I don't want it to be one of these things that the, we've, we've been, the trend that has been going on, where it's like, let's reboot this movie, but let's just switch, you know, let's switch gender. Oh, let's switch I, you know what, and it's funny, because I didn't even really think about that until I saw comments of people, I'm like, oh, the gender switch, and I was I, like, I just like Rachel Weisz, though. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing, is that, like, when it's done really well, when it's done with a purpose, it's really good. I, my problem, I go back to, like, the that Ghostbusters reboot, which was, like, I wanted that movie to be great, and it was, like, all it was was them being, like, no, no, we're just gonna make the same movie, but we're just gonna, and it's, like, that's not interesting to me. It's, like, you know, lean into that, you know, like, if you're gonna do it, have a purpose behind it and but i'm saying that but i'm also saying that you know one of my favorite fucking cronenberg films is a fucking remake of in itself so it's like yeah you know, the fly why. is a remake so you know what if somebody's got a cool take on on dead ringers fucking go for it you know i mean like i'm a little like i said I'm a, i have a little mixed feelings because not only like do i love that movie but it was also like one of his more like you know he put a lot into that one like that was like you know, I think at the point that that movie came out, like that to him was like, this is this is my best movie, and like this is my favorite thing oh, I've done. And, yeah. And he did it's, a lot of research on the real life case that was based off it, so it's like there's all you know. Which I'm sure you know, and I don't know much else about the show besides you know the the props um, that my friend worked so hard at, but you know, Dead Ringers, the movie is like beautiful in a way yeah. it's like oh my god they're they're red surgeons um garb i guess you could say like i think um our friend matt um you know beyond fest did a cronenberg retroflective piece and they showed a bunch of his movies and they made these special posters and so one of the posters was the dead ringers poster and i like regret not buying it because it's so good um but yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to it honestly it's like i'm it's sad because i'm looking forward to very little so far this year i think like ari aster's horror comedy is um Mm -hmm. is something that i really want to see but i'm i'm actually looking forward to this and so um i watched some stuff i watched i finally saw after sun i haven't seen but my wife loved it yeah, it, it's it's really great. And sometimes I find, and I'm, I'm glad I, it's a movie uh, that I watched on a plane. And so I call them plane movies because they're movies that I kind of don't want to see, but I feel like I should. And now I have the, um, the attention span to actually watch it um, rather than at home or because um, they didn't play it in the movie theaters around me. But 
Uh, I really did like it. It's like this, um, you know, reflective piece of a girl, a young girl and her father and like she's coming of age and like she's trying to understand like who he was and who he is and like the troubles that come along with, I guess, existence and then also procreating. I, I thought it was really beautiful and like very sad. Um, I really liked it. Mm. And then I watched uh, Knock at the Cabin. Mm. M. Night Shyamalan, did you see it? No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I haven't seen a movie of his in forever, but. I know, but I, I, well, I watched them and I can't tell if I hate them or if I like them. And so this one is interesting. I, I At the end of it, I was like, oh, I like it. And then I was like, no, I hate this movie. I don't know what it's trying to say. Mm. Um, I, it takes place as like, obviously you could tell from the previews, you know, there's this religious cult that happens upon a cabin and they're convinced that um, one of these people has to choose um, to, to die or choose someone else to die in order to save the world because there's this like, you know, apocalyptic events that are happening and until they choose, everyone is going to die. So, yeah, that makes sense. uh, <laughs> it's, it's good. I mean, um, it's entertaining, but at the end I was like, are they trying to say that like uh, these religious zealots are right or that they're trying to humanize these people or I, I, I don't know. And so at least at the very least, I've thought about the movie since watching it. I think the actors are good in it. I really like Dave Batista. That'd probably be the only reason why I'd see it. I, uh, he was great in it. I, yeah. I do like him. I do like that he's trying to be like an actor actor and not just like this big hulking action, you know, movie John guy. Cena or The Rock. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I fucking love The Rock. I, I, I loved The Rock, especially in his wrestling. Um, and John Cena as Peacemaker is still f so fucking funny if you haven't seen it. I have. But, uh, Dave Batista, I like that he's trying to do things like a little bit outside like the normal realm of action, which hell yeah, yeah brother. I mean he's he's he out of all of the wrestlers turned actors, I think Dave Batista is the one that actually wants to fucking like, you know, and he's even said it. He's like, I wanna like work with these people. I wanna work with Denis Villeneuve. I wanna work with like, you know, um and that shaman. He like he wants to work with, with Ryan Johnson. He like he wants to work with these people that like you know, um, I just I think it's really interesting. And, you know, whereas I think The Rock is just happy being like being a megastar. I think Dave Bautista would yeah. be happy playing. I mean, for fuck's sakes, like he got to be in Blade Runner as like this, like, you know, tiny role. But like, you know, really like, important, though. Yeah, and like soft, yeah. uh, which I like. And he was very soft in this movie, if you will. Like he wasn't yeah. playing like a menacing, you know, harbinger of like faith. Yeah. He was just this regular guy that like felt so um i guess felt so like powerful about yeah. this this event that was happening that he knows to be true but i i did like it it is based off a book and it's paul tremblay um mm -hmm. who i've read some of his other stuff like head full of ghosts and stuff like that and so i don't know how far off the book it is but i'm i kind of want to go back and read it but i i did like it if you will and right. even if i didn't like it i i still kind of did which I, is what i feel about most of his recent movies like even old i was like oh i don't like it but i do but i kind of hate it sure um and then i rewatched triangle of sadness because mm. i wanted to even though you know there's like a 10 minute puke scene um but i thought it's really it's really good it's like this tragic comedy it's very shakespearean <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and then all the fucking tv i've been watching um succession came back finally fuck I'm, yeah dude i'm very excited about it even though it's the last season everyone is so funny in it and so good and like you hear of all these reports about like method acting and this and like what their thoughts are on each other which kind of makes me like succession more because you're like oh they they really do like fight like this in person <laughs> except yeah. about totally different things but they also are like they also feel like family which i think it's really yeah I mean, yeah, I, I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of Succession, and, and like, I just, you know, I, I love that, like, you know, Brian Cox gets all this like, publicity, and I love that, like, um, God, who plays Kendall? What's the fuck is his name? I, you, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, but the, 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 Jeremy Strong, and then the, the, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the actor, though, that I think people, 
I don't know how he's not he's not getting way more accolades for this. I and mean, he is. I mean, but it's Kieran Culkin where I'm just like, like there is a scene. There is like the last episode of the last season. He has a moment that I was just like, I was like, I was both like, you know, the, like, you know, my knuckles were like clenched, but I was also like getting misty eyed because it was just like he's just so like good as that character. And like it was just a scene with him and Brian Cox where he's like trying to like he's like terrified of his father but he's also like you know he's just torn between like loving his dad and wanting his dad's approval but also being like absolutely scared of like just the monster that his dad is and it was just this amazing moment and i was like what i mean and everybody's great in the show i mean like and well um, <laughs> i was gonna say i love shiv yeah uh sarah snook she was in mm-hmm. and still it's like one of my favorite sci-fi movies is predestination mm-hmm. have, you, have you ever seen that no with ethan, what dude fucking mm-hmm. that is a really good movie with ethan hawk like you should you should watch it um but she's great in that and so i've liked her ever since then and so i i honestly love all of them yeah i mean it's 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 one of the best ensemble casts I think and i didn't it, i didn't want to like it I, know. I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I remember. And, and I've been like really pushing that show because it's just like, it's, it's just that fucking damn good. You know, it's like you like, cause like you are, you find yourself sympathizing with people that you generally would be like, I, you know, we've talked before, you were like, I don't need to see a show about like rich, white, terrible people. And it's like, yeah, but it's interesting when you actually like go, when you actually care about them and like you're, you get emotionally invested. It's like, it's a, it's fascinating. I really enjoy that show, so I am very glad that it's back, even though it is the last season. And I'm also, I am also glad that it is the last season because I've watched too many shows, you know, that go on, that go long. on, and they just lose something. And and I don't need to do that with Succession. I want to, you know, it's. I'm bummed, but I'm at the same time, I'm like, it, you know, as long as the last episode is fucking, it, 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 well, as long as it sticks the landing, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it will. I hope it is. Yeah. I'm going to knock on wood because you know how some of these HBO shows go at the end where you're just like, what yeah. happened? Um, and then something else I've been watching uh, or watched that I really liked is Swarm on oh, um, I'm Prime. It. Yeah, with uh, Dominique Fishback, I think that's her name. Um, and I know, you know, Donald Glover wrote it and directed an episode. Um, it's really good. It, it's also one of these like dark um, horror comedies which obviously, like, um, this young girl is, like, obsessed with a Beyonce type of um, performer, which um, it, her name is Nyjah in the in the show. But it makes sense because these people are unhinged. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, not all of you, please don't, you know, come for me. Um, but it's yeah, about this, this young girl who loses her friend, you know, her closest friend, the only person that she feels like understands her. And then, like, just completely loses touch with reality and then, like, kills people who talk bad about Nyjah on the internet. And, like, it is really funny and, like, gross and fucked up. And, like, I honestly really like Dominique Fishback. I, I can't imagine how hard it is for someone to play, like, a such disconnected um, role, you know, like, and in, in you see it um, in other ones, you know, like Dahmer and anyone who plays a serial killer. And it's funny because I read this interview with um, Donald Glover and and her and where she's talking about like it was really hard for me because like I wanted to keep humanizing this character and you know Glover was just like that's not for you to do honestly it's for the audience to do which I thought was a very interesting quote um, because we talked about this before where you find people um, or you humanize some murderers and shows or movies that like I feel like don't deserve that. But it is really fucking good. I, I would watch it. Um, Chloe Bailey's in it. There was, like, some hoopla about her in a sex scene. But, like, she's fucking 24. She can do what she wants. Sure. You know, you're not sexualizing a young person. She's a, an adult woman who has sure. made the choice to be in this movie. And it's a scene to show the, um, I guess, how awkward this character is, especially from the beginning. And how she sees, like, these regular human interactions and doesn't quite understand them um what's her name is in it too uh Billie Eilish she was actually quite good in it and Billie Eilish is one of those people who I know is young but she looks like she's 35 but like not she doesn't look old she just looks like she's an older woman and so she plays this kind of like very California type of um like psychologist type of person that thinks they know everything and is like kind of in a cult um she's really great in it honestly she's in it for a few episodes uh and then i watched shadow and bone 
which I'm not sure if you've heard of, but it's like a young adult 1800s magic type of show. And like, I like it, but I like, I, I have definitely seen, I'm like, this show is not for me. It's for like 17 year olds that think like magic is cool and not quite into Game of Thrones or something, you know, but it's, it's on Netflix. It's pretty good. It's a book series, a young adult book series, which makes sense. So there's a lot of like lusty parts, but no sex scenes, you know, like um, there's the fold. Everyone's like really good in it. It's, it is not annoying for me enough to like not finish. So I went through it all, but like some of the other ones that I've watched, I just straight up just haven't, finish them like the wheel of time unfortunately but yeah that's like all the shit that i've watched in the past few weeks since we talked but what about well um so in march i had my you know yearly birthday marathon so i did uh i had i I showed glenn or glenda Mm -hmm. um the undertaker and his pals uh which is oh man that movie's just a lot of hot garbage that's fun to watch um what is the undertaker and his pals pals it's it's basically it's you know it's it's clearly a derivative of herschel gordon lewis it was made in the 60s he was shot a lot of it was shot in glendale which is not far from where i'm at and um and it's a gang of like they were like they they ride around motorcycles and everything like that but they they own a diner they kill people and oh. um and then they 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 give the you know they they basically give the bodies to the undertake the local undertaker who like charges exorbitant rates to the to the families and um they they serve some of the body some of the person to in their diner so like a character the the first woman they kill in the very beginning of the movie her last name is lamb so the next day on the menu is leg of lamb i mean that's <laughs> that's it's it's like it's it's a horror comedy and it's pretty fucking stupid but it, i just threw it on there as like a you know what people are gonna fucking talk at least they can talk through this and if and if they're not talking whatever you're seeing on screen is gonna be funny enough you know like in a ridiculous way you know it's like a low budget like 60s like you know gore film it's fun um i'm not when i say it's, it's hot garbage it's like it's fun you know i enjoy it so um i did that and then i did a movie called lamora a child's tale of the supernatural which is fantastic um and it's a weird vampire movie from the 70s about this girl during prohibition who finds out that her gangster father who like writes to her saying that like you know he's dying and he needs a seer and he's in this weird town and she goes to see him she's been adopted by this like religious this pastor or priest you know in town and she goes to this she takes she travels to this other town where her father supposedly is and just basically comes across like this woman who is kind of a vampire queen but it's like very subdued it's a very like sleepy very dreamlike um 70s coming of age vampire film um that i really dug and i've been wanting to see it for so long and i was like you know what this is the excuse so i did that and then we had intermission and then i showed um i showed people anguish which we did on uh one of oh our first nice and yes. people hadn't seen that before and like you know I, even somebody at the party was like so cool, you know, is it cool if we talk during this one? I was like, this is one that I really want you not to talk during. Yeah. Because if you if you just let the movie happen, it's going to be it, you're going to be rewarded. So and people were like, people were like, holy shit! And then as a kind of a come down from that to kind of like ease the because it's it's a you know at this point in this day and age a movie that deals with you know horrible things happening in a movie theater you know uh, which has actually happened since you know since we've watched it uh i wanted to go with lighter so i showed this uh 1981 82 film called get crazy which is uh directed by alan arkish who did rock and roll high school and i consider it kind of like a spiritual sequel and it's basically like the new year's eve on the night of um and it's new year's eve at a, a music venue that's supposed to be kind of like um I'm trying to think of what what that vet famous venue was Fillmore, the Fillmore East, the Fillmore West. It's basically like a New Year's Eve on that uh, at a venue like that, and Daniel Stern plays the stage manager who's trying to like keep everything wrangled together for the big, you know, midnight thing, you know, whatever. And Malcolm McDowell is playing a rock star who's like it's crazy egomaniac. Lou Reed is playing this weird esoteric like 
musician that's kind of like a recluse who they find he, he agreed to perform and so the like his portion of the movie is him just in the cab going like all over the place like to get to the venue where he and you know while he's writing a song um Lee Ving from Fear plays like this punk rocker oh. with all these it's just this fun wild like crazy comedy and like Ed Beagley Jr. plays this evil developer who's trying to like he's first he's trying to buy the venue and if he can't buy it he's gonna blow it up it's just this crazy like everything's gonna you know culminate at midnight and I remember one New Year's Eve my wife and I just stayed home and I actually played the movie but I synced it up so that when it hit midnight in the movie it was hitting midnight you know in real time for us uh-huh. And uh, it's just a fun movie that just makes me really happy. Like the, the, the soundtrack's awesome. Sparks is on it. It's just this great little like '80s film that, uh, for years I could only I could only watch via like a bootleg that I had. And then finally, um, Kino Lorber put out a Blu-ray of it. So we watched those. And then the other things I saw, I finally saw Cocaine Bear, which you had already seen. Oh yeah. And I <laughs> thought, yeah, it's a movie that just lives up. It, all it does is just the, it does the bare minimum to live up to its title. Like, it's not a bad yeah. movie. It just does. There's nothing more to it. It's like, what's Cocaine Bear? It's it's exactly what it sounds like. And that's yeah. it. There's nothing more to it. Um, so I was a little let down about that. But whatever. I, you know. <laughs> no, I just, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like other, I feel like other directors or other filmmakers making that movie could have made something a little bit wilder and even more like whatever but i feel like for a, a mainstream movie called cocaine bear it was what it was and that's fine yeah. i did see um scream six which oh, okay i haven't seen that yet i, I actually now that i remember i just watched scream five which i was like this movie is not good at all well i, I won't say it. at all of course I, you did i really enjoyed it i i hated scream three and four like i despise really? those movies. i don't even i think i liked scream four but scream five i just watched i didn't i don't i won't say i don't hate it i just was like this movie kind of sucks and I, then i do want to see scream six though because i feel like it could lead into something but i think i did talk about this because the girl that's in scream five who i think is also in scream six one of the sisters Jenna Ortega. Uh, she was in this no not Jenna Ortega oh, the other the one, one? Yeah. but she was in this horrible Netflix movie that I watched too where she plays like a, a plane crash survivor and she's out in the oh. wilderness and she has to like you know fight her way back to civilization which I thought was really funny but cool. uh I did want to see it so you, it. you liked it but you liked I, the last one I liked I liked five I mean like I said my expectations for the Scream franchise were like rock bottom I just at that point when I saw Scream 5 in the theater I did it because it was like, look, I've seen every one of these movies in the theater when they came out opening weekend. Like I saw Scream 1 when it first came out. I saw Scream, you know what I mean? Like it was a thing that, so I was just like, I might as well. And Scream 5, I was like, yeah, I really dug it. My, I had a few problems with Scream 5, just like I have problems with Scream 6. Like, and they're kind of the same problems, you know, like uh, spoiler alert, there's a big kind of a callback in Scream 5 and in Scream 6 to um, Skeet Ulrich. And they use like that, like um, they 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 use them in the movie, and it's like this is a fucking era where we have de aging, like, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it, but, but like, if you're gonna use yeah. it, this is the time to use it, and they don't. And I'm like, why Skeet Ulrich look like he's like Skeet Ulrich now when he's supposed to be looking like he's Skeet Ulrich in 1995 oh, or 96, whatever, and like, um. And look, all the Scream movies, except for the first, my wife made this point, and I was like, yeah, it's actually a brilliant point. All the Scream 1 movies, the killer reveal at the end is always a letdown. It's like they've never gotten it right the way they did in the first one. We were like, holy shit. Now it's like, you know, A, you either see it coming, and and they acknowledge that. So I'm fine with that. Like, the, you know, a character will say, like, obviously it's me. And it's like, yeah, it was obvious. You. <laughs> it was you the whole time. Yeah. But, um, but you know, the, en- the endings are never wonderful but i did really like scream six and scream like at, at the very least scream six delivered on what i think all of us wanted with friday 13th part eight where it was jason takes manhattan like this is a very this does take place very much in new york and uh and there's some great moments there's some great set pieces that i really dug um there's a like i said i don't want to spoil anything for anybody because it's you know it's worth seeing i have some problems with scream six for sure but as, as a whole i saw it in the theater i enjoyed it very much um you know, I walked out happy. I didn't feel like time was wasted or money was ill spent. And then um, I watched that Boston Strangler movie on Hulu, which was fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Same. It, it's weird. I, I turned it off when they found him. I was like, okay, well, there's nothing else that I need to know. 
Well, it's weird because you know, in, in a way, in a way that like there was, I when I was watching, I was like, God, this movie just feels like a a much shorter version, but like very similar to Zodiac. And it's funny because they're you know they're yeah. both true stories, but I was I was trying to do some research afterwards, like how much of this story. How much of this movie stuck to the facts? Because one thing about Zodiac is that it ninety five percent of it stuck to all the facts, you know, and like, and but it was just the way that the movie was shot, the movie, the beats that the story was hitting. Whereas I was like, this just feels like a retread of Zodiac, um, you know, beat for beat. So I was like, I was very interested in you know what could have really, you know, what really happened, and I then I decided not to go down that rabbit hole. I was like, whatever, I was fine. Um, I watched um, a movie from the 80s called Summer Camp Nightmare, which I totally recommend. It's on, um, I found like a VHS rip on YouTube. It, uh, it's not, the title is really terrible. It's like, in, in the sense of like, you're expecting like a sleepaway camp type movie, but it's not. It's a kind of a Lord of the Flies type movie that takes place at a camp. It's really fucking good. Um, and I'd been wanting to see it for years. Somebody uploaded it. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch it. And I was very happy summer camp nightmare i totally recommend and then my wife and i um watched the french connection and oh, yeah then you know I, I really enjoy french connection but my wife was just kind of like i don't quite understand why this movie um won best picture one you know one best director like she's like oh, being, on, on a technical level she's like yeah it's great but it's like i, I was trying to explain to her I was like yeah but you have to remember when this movie came out in that time period, nobody had seen anything like this. Like cop, like crime, like cop movies weren't made like this the way French Connection was. But because we watched that, she had, she kind of did her own research and she found out that um, French Connection was a huge influence on Seven. So we rewatched Seven, which I hadn't seen in over oh, that's funny. Fifteen years. It is very funny, and we'll get because, into that in a second. Yeah, yeah we'll get into that in a second. But um, and I rewatched Seven, and I was like, you know, goddamn, like Seven's a fucking great movie. Like. Um, it really it holds up. It's and... one of the greatest detective horror films, which is funny Absolutely. because I feel like Fincher is that type, especially he's so snobby, but like he also is snobby about his own films. And like anytime you hear him talk about Seven, he's like, "Oh my, like, you know, one of my first that like, you know, now he feels like that he uh, is a much better director, which I think is funny." Um, because and I actually do like I like pretty much everything that Fincher has done, but See, I, I think don't really. But the things I, I mean, like he just went to Zodiac, which is probably his best film. I absolutely, but absolutely. I love Gone Girl. I love um, Benjamin Button, to be honest. Um, I, I really love, and I actually prefer this over Seven. And I, I saw this in the theater because of Seven uh, was the game. I, and I, and I, oh, like, yeah. I, I, I forgot let me, he did that. Let me, let me go ahead and say, like, Seven is a fucking fan. I mean, it's, it's, you watch it and you're like, God damn. I mean, like, I have some, there's some issues that I have with it, you know, like now as like, being older and being like god i just don't feel like this clicks i will say this it is one of the only movies where i really actually enjoy gwyneth paltrow where i'm (laughs) like oh you know she gets her head cut off yeah but she's also like just i think she's good in it like i i said my my wife and i probably i agree it's probably in her small role is probably the best she's ever done I said I was like this is better than the movie she actually won best actress for um and then uh yeah, and then I went on this weird kick where, like, I just became obsessed with Some Like It Hot, and I must have watched that, like, once a week for, like, the past few weeks. Um, Interesting. It's just wonderful. I mean, it's it's one of those movies that's just, like, you put it on, it's perfect. Like, you don't, you and, and even the weird thing, even some of the things that are maybe a little bit dated or maybe a little, like, I don't know if that would fly these days, it, they're not that bad. Like, it really is not, there's nothing about it that feels problematic or, um, it's it's just a wonderful perfect film and i've just been on a huge kick of rewatching that and enjoying that thoroughly um and then you know uh that's pretty much it and then you know kind of speaking of seven um yeah okay before we get to we dive into the plot and everything <laughs> like that what was it because this was you suggested this one and and Hey, you, you the, the 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 phrase you gave me, I was like, okay, I'm, I'll do that, you know. And it's Easter, but what was it about this movie that made you um interested? I'm just curious. Well, okay, so uh, what's his name? Christopher Lambert, also one of the best worst actors of our time. Fair um, enough. You know, I I had seen The Sicilian a long time ago. I think New Beverly actually played it, and I saw it um with our friend Matt, and I just 
laughed the entire time because it's just the stupidest movie I've ever seen. But I still like him and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe that he has a career, even though I like all of the things he's done in like a really fucked up way. You're not um, wrong. But also I was looking for, I was like, is there any Easter horror movies? I, I There has to be one. And when I looked it up, obviously there's like Bunny Death Day and shit like that, which I was like, I'm not fucking watching those. Uh, and then I found Resurrection, and when I read the synopsis, I fucking shouted. I was like, ah! Because oh. it just sounds so ridiculous, and I was like, we have to watch it. And I kind of, it's the late 90s, it's 99, yeah. and I knew that obviously Seven would have an influence on it, but the synopsis <laughs> was, you know, these detectives are, you know, trying to track down this, like, religious serial killer who is stealing body parts from people to make a resurrection of jesus christ jesus and Frankenstein. So it's like, yes jesus frankenstein and it is so fucking funny i was like i have to watch it but yeah. the it, cast of this movie is bonkers you have so bonkers. many people that are in so many other things so it's basically it's resurrection from 1999 is seven if seven was directed by the director of highlander russell Mulcahy. yes and he did and, fucking ricochet and ricochet and the shadow and um he did, I mean, he did probably the second, and I mean this very, very with with all my heart, the second greatest monster or animal attack movie. He did Razorback, which I think yeah. Razorback is. I mean, a buddy and mine and I used to joke about how like Razorback is the Blade Runner of animal attack movies. Just visually, it's just stunning. Razorback, if you haven't seen it, watch it. I can't promise you that Resurrection is gonna. You're gonna feel like it's the same director, but I, I Razorback is a wonderful movie. Um, but yes, this is Seven, directed by Russell Mulcahy, um, and starring Christopher Lambert, and Lambert, it even yeah. has Lambert. it even has fucking Leland Orser in it. Leland Orser, who's in fucking Seven, okay. as the guy who like you know he yes. fucks a woman with a weird yeah, you know, and you know his because he only has one line, and it's just like and I fucked her. Yeah, uh, yeah. he made me, and uh, so also who's in this movie uh, is Cronenberg. Speaking of Cronenberg what the um, fuck makes a cameo but also and it's kind of funny because i noticed peter mcneil is also in this and he's in everything he's in a lot of cronenberg films so i was like he's in crash he's in history of violence mm -hmm. uh he's in this movie which i must have talked about before but he's in this movie frequency which i kind of like um and then also this movie angel eyes which j-lo's in it um also jim caviezel uh, very mm -hmm. interesting but I was like, what were they talking? And they were like, let's be in this film together. <laughs> like... half of, I mean, you could tell half of it was shot in Canada, and that's why there's a lot of Canadian actors. Robert Joy's in it. Robert Joy was oh, in Land was of the in, Dead. He was in Fallen, which also yeah. I maintain is a great horror movie with Denzel. Denzel did I, a bunch of good horror movies. But, I agree. Uh, well, oh, I... also, okay, so yes, Fallen. And then also, what's his name? Leland Orser is in The Bone Collector. But also yeah, 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 but whoa, 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 rewind, right? What other horror movies is Denzel in? The Bone uh, Collector. Oh, he's in The Bone Collector, that's right. And he's, Fallen, he's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. he's in The Bone Collector as, you know, the paraplegic uh, finger detective, but Angelina Jolie is in that one, too, and so oh, is Leland Morser. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is good. Okay. Uh, Rick Fox is in it from Oz. Uh, oh, David I worked with Perry. him on a film. Yeah, and he's he's very tall. And I say that um, as somebody who's like, I'm not a tall guy, but like even I can acknowledge I'm like that guy's fucking like he's tall for a tall person. He's uh, a tall guy. Philip Williams, who was in Jason X, but also in Tommy Boy. Uh, Jason which X is shot what... in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. You know, this Sorry, all makes Cronenberg. sense now. Yeah. Um, and so it has a lot of these like kind of B actors um in it, besides Lambert. Um, but one of the greatest B actors. I kind of, for like, this movie is particularly gory for what I thought it was, which is, it's shot so ridiculous. Like, at some points, like, the the close-ups in the face, and then there's, like, a scene where it's just a storefront, but it's, like, super shaky, and I was like, what the yeah. fuck is, are they trying to do here? Yeah, I mean, I wrote this down, actually, that you said this. Highlander is a great example of Russell Mulcahy's music video background, because he did music yeah. videos for Duran Duran, Elgin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um... It's a great Highlander is a great example of him putting that music video style to use. Resurrection, on the other hand, it feels like he's it's like a music video version of a this is you know of a CSI or a Law and Order show. You know where it's like there's like a scene where they're outside. I think it's a scene that you're talking about too, where they're outside of a uh, they're outside talking and the camera is just doing these crazy like 
whips around, <laughs> and I'm just like, why are we? It's like it feels like I'm watching a TV show. Um, yes, a, a, a really badly produced one, which is kind of funny because it's it's similar. There's like a shot where they're like looking at a body, and it keeps going back to Lambert and Orser, and then it goes back to the body, and then Lambert and Orser, and I was like. And then back and forth again, and it's like, but nothing's happening. They're still just staring at the same, you know, like, but I will say it was like kind of gory in certain parts, you know? Sure. But also to say like Robert Joy is no, um, what's his name from? Spacey? Yeah, I was. I, had I like Robert Joy a lot. I think he's one of the best parts of Lands of the Dead. I think he's, I mean, he was. He I like him, but. Dark half, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. So I, I wrote some notes. Um, <laughs> so, okay. what having And it, it didn't help that I just rewatched Seven like two weeks ago. So Morgan Freeman spends the whole beginning of Seven being like, this is just beginning. Like, he's just starting. Christopher Lambert says that multiple times in yeah. the beginning of this movie. This is just beginning, blah, blah, blah. The dialogue is like at one point that they're finding like mark like roman numerals marked in the fucking um in the victims and i think it's leland orser who's like this guy likes to play the numbers don't he and i'm like you really had him Dude, say that like i was gonna say the jokes in it were like really off-putting but like i laughed at them because i'm an idiot <laughs> yeah um and then i um I wrote this down and like, so at the point where we meet, like, you know, we've kind of met all these different characters I wrote. Um, I spent time watching, I spent time watching this movie, trying to figure out who we're, uh, what like cliche we're going to, are we going to end up with? Is it going to be the wife, the partner, or the remarkably helpful FBI agent as the killer? And I was like, and guess what? I can tell you this spoiler. It's one of the three. And I was like, (laughs) and I, and I, I was just so baffled um but like i said there's dialogue lifted directly from seven um and this movie wanted to be seven so badly it's pouring rain the whole time um Uh, also does like what the the colors and and you know finchers are like greens like dark you know it has this like film over it and it has a certain color scale which i feel like in certain parts this movie tried to do too and I, I'm just like, ah, this movie is just so crazy. A lot and, of puking, you know, a lot of these officers are puking. All I the like time. that. I actually like that. It really <laughs> drove in the point of like, oh, these crime scenes are really horrific. Like, I'm like, man, none of these cops can fucking hold their lunch down. And I, I actually thought that was okay, though. I was like, yeah, that's that's. It, it, I thought it, it made sense with the Frankenstein Jesus when they finally showed it, which they did. They also yeah. showed his son in a flashback scene um, uh, getting run just... over. I was just about to get into that. Dude, the the scene with his hand trying to grab the wheel fucking killed me. I, like, yelled out loud because it was so funny. So Uh, here's the thing is that, like, you know, Christopher Lambert, there's a scene in – first and foremost, too. Like, Highlander is one of my go-to movies. Like, I put that on the background. I love that movie. It's wonderful. (laughs) Um, I will defend the first Highlander to no end. I think it's fantastic. But uh, there's a scene in in the original Highlander where – Christopher Lambert's, you know, his uh, first wife, you know, back in like, you know, the 1700s or whatever, she's dying. She's she's aged, she's older, and he's still young, and she's dying, and it's this really sad scene where she's like, you know, telling him her last wishes, and they're the queen, you know, uh, who wants to live forever by Queen's playing, and I'm like, I am ho- I'm doing everything I can to hold it in. I mean, like, and I've watched that movie a lot. Like it, that movie, <laughs> that scene really gets me, and he does a really great job in that scene. So I'm one, but here's the thing: there's some moments where Christopher Lambert can be really emotional, and it can hit. That flashback sequence where his son gets fucking hit by a car is—I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, "This is—I mean, Lambert is so bad in this. It's not like uh, remember in Pet, uh, we we did Pet okay. Cemetery. Oh, I thought you were gonna talk about the original, but I was like, that's how you do that scene like yeah. that, yeah, not it's, this it, way, which is—it's hokey. Ridiculous. When like he's like when 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 Dale Midkiff is like screams in the but there's something about like how like the emotion behind it when he does it with that shot of like him like just screaming in the air like no you know yeah. it's ridiculous but at the same time you go yeah I buy it like I I totally buy it Lambert just completely just eats shit in that scene where I'm like what is going on with this fucking like it's just so bad as far as like you know I I was like oh the, I, I laughed at the kid getting hit because it was like. Oh, really like that just fucking happened um i know 
uh, instead of making it emotional, it was just hilarious. Exactly. And, um, and then how do they find the killer's lair? Because one of the cops is flipping through a magazine called today's crime. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, and, and I, when I read the red background on this movie, it's like, you know, the, the one thing they don't mention is that, but you know, it's true is that Lambert Mulcahy and the other screenwriter were like, Hey, you know that movie seven, we should do that. But apparently they were like, they would, they got together to discuss uh, another movie they were going to work on. And they got so excited about this movie that they were like, fuck it. We're doing resurrection next. And, um, I don't know if any of them actually did research. Today's crime, like that's something I would have written in a screenplay when I was like fifteen. Yeah, I didn't, you know, <laughs> like um, it's just it's really, really bad. I I did like Cronenberg showing up as a priest because I think it's very funny to me that like the biggest atheist in the world is like playing a priest and he's doing like Cronenberg's never gonna win any awards for his acting, but he's not the worst part of it no um, i was gonna say it's probably one of the best out of, <laughs> out of i mean a bunch but cronenberg we did nightbreed uh, years ago um you know cronenberg has a very specific acting style that works for whatever it is he's doing um but yeah this was um this was I, pretty wild it was wild i will say i didn't not like it I like it in the way of it's hilarious and stupid and like everyone's really good but bad and like even at the end I was like dying because of the way fucking uh, Robert Joy was holding the baby mm. he has this baby and he's like wrangling it by the feet and I was like what the fuck yeah uh, I don't know I I honestly really liked it even though it's rid- like it is a uh, it is seven directed by the guy who did Highlander it is and and that's and you know if if I mean, fuck, man. Russell Mulcahy, like, I don't understand his career because he did, you know, he did Highlander. He did Highlander 2, which is really bad. And I don't blame him for that. I don't blame him for that at all. I blame the script. And I've watched the the alternate cut of Highlander 2 where they make it so they're not aliens. And it's still not that great. But good kudos to him for trying to salvage that movie. He did The Shadow, which I know wasn't a big, like, it was a big flop. But I actually find The Shadow to be entertaining. Um, I wish they had done more. Um, Ricochet, which is great. I mean, like, again, Razorback, whatever. He did a Resident Evil movie that I didn't see. Um, but he did, it's like, um, it's, I think it's one where, like, it's, like, is there, like, a post-apocalyptic, like, desert one that's, like, with Mia Jovich? I haven't seen him. I thought you might have. Oh, yeah. You know what? I have seen all of them. I did see that. Uh, he, he did that one. Yeah. Um. Not good, but, you know, But it's he did this, and it was like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, I mean, it is, like weird because you know when seven came out we did get those like seven knockoffs and it's funny to me that because one of the reasons why i didn't see fallen until you forced me to watch it with you was because based off the trailer like oh god this looks like a fucking seven knockoff or a a seven-esque movie and i actually think fallen is is fucking fantastic it's Um, so good it's really good like i was really impressed with how much i enjoyed that movie um i didn't but yeah, set like so. The Bone Collector. What was the other ones that came out that like were seven knockoffs? Like the Bone um, Collector. I guess. I guess you would say like what like religious. Although the Bone Collector is not really religious, is it? Um, but it the, is a detective horror movie. It, yeah, exactly. It's the serial. It's like that. Like I said, like it's the serial killer horror detective movie. Not quite like Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is kind of a different beast. Yeah. You know? Whereas, like, after Seven came out, I feel like you could look on, like, like, the movies that came out afterwards, you can go, oh, that was because Seven was a success. That was because Seven was, a, you know what I mean? Like, you could tell which movies got greenlit because, oh, we want, we want our own Seven, you know? Yeah. Um, And this is one of those ones that just, <laughs> oh, my God. And the funny thing is, is that, like, so I, you know. Ooh, I, the I, end I, of days. The, I, it's, that I was one that, that I was surprised you that didn't Arnold, for, that... for Easter I know, you know, I really like it, but it's, like, too thriller-y, if you will. I mean, it is a horror movie, but it's, like, got Arnold in it, so it's, like, kind of hard to distinguish from, like... Sure. I, I remember <laughs> seeing that. In, <laughs> I saw that one in the theater. And, I did, uh, too. I mean, it's not... I, look, End of Days is not a great movie at all. It is a, a lot of fun to watch. Um, it really is. I'm thinking of the scene with the mother and daughter. <laughs> yeah, Gabriel Byrne. Oh my god, he's come so on. good as the devil. <laughs> yeah, really and like, and then the whole the confrontation between 
Schwarzenegger and fucking Satan at the end is just fucking awesome. I mean, like, it's, it's yeah, this is exactly what I'd expect from an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he's going to fight the devil at the end. Um, so I was kind of surprised that we didn't go that direction, but I'm, you know, I'm glad that we went with this one because it's just so fucking bonkers and like so i was doing research afterwards and, and it's one bizarre of my... and silly but it's like a good watch like honestly it's like a good party watch i feel like if you wanted to watch something stupid with your friends yeah this is the movie i um oh you know what i thought of another movie that i watched i'll get into that in a second but um speaking of fun party movies to watch and i is a more of like a footnote it's not i don't want to dive into it but um a uh I, what i was saying is like it's doing research and i didn't even know this happened i don't know how i forgot one of my favorite boutique labels, uh, Vinegar Syndrome, mm-hmm. um, and I, I follow them regularly. And I, you know, when they release stuff, I'll be like, "Oh, that's cool. I'll check it out, or I'll I'll buy it." You know, and I've got I've done a lot of blind buys through Vinegar Syndrome. They fucking released this movie in 2021, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like they fucking put a deep. They they were like for the first time ever on Blu-ray, and it's like, really, is this a movie we needed to see on Blu-ray? And you know what? Yes, I feel like everything should get. You know, I, I'm I'm my biggest fear, and I was talking about this a few days ago with a friend. Um, my biggest fear is that a lot of movies are going to get lost because people don't deem them worthy of of uh, restoration. Restoration. Okay. I'm glad they did it, but at the same time, I was like, I can't fucking believe they did it. Um, but goddamn, which is which is kind of how I felt like at the beginning because we watched it on Tubi, or I watched it on Tubi. Uh, and I was like, God, I can't even see what's going on. It looks like a fucking taped over a tape, you know, um, print of this. But I was like, this should be restored. And I was like, should it? They should fucking did a, they did a the- fucking a Blu-ray with interviews. Yeah, so and funny. I mean, I would I'm buy like, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look, as somebody who buys a lot of shit, I wouldn't. You know, like, this is one that I'm going to draw a line in the sand on. But, like, uh, I'm just, I'm glad that, like, you know, again, it's a big deal to me that movies don't get lost. And, you know, this one is very dangerously close. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's – it's you can watch it on Tubi. Um, it is something – that's all I can say. It's something. It is something. Um, yeah, it is, it is something to be pondered. I, I did – I did, uh, you know, before we – we wrap up. I did. There was one movie that I forgot that I watched, and I and I, I I'm mentioning it because I promised somebody I would watch it. I promised them. I promised them, and I put it off, and I put it off, and I finally sat down and watched it. And I think you've seen it, and I'm wondering what you thought. Um, and I'm, but I'm also bringing it up on this for a specific reason. I saw the remake. Uh, finally, in its entirety, the remake of House of Wax. Oh, um, I do like it. I okay. It wasn't bad, and I, I was remember surprised. seeing it in the theater. Uh, honestly, you know, Paris Hilton, but like. When the whole theater cheers when you die is... Sure. <laughs> I, and it wasn't a bad... And here's the thing. Is I, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I saw some of it at the Arrow Horathon, but then I wasn't feeling well, so I had to leave. Um, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because if you haven't seen House of Wax, and this is what the person... This is how the person who recommended it to me sold it to me on it, was it is less of a remake of House of Wax, and it is totally a remake of Taurus Trap, which we did oh, yes. years ago. So... Um, if you're looking for a non, uh, un- I don't know what the word well, I'm looking for. The early 2000s. For, yeah, if you're looking for a remake of Taurus Trap, House of Wax is that early 2000s movie. star-studded yeah. uh, Chad Michael Murray's in it. Mm-hmm. I really, I like it. What's that girl's name? Not Eliza Jushku. It's like something like that. Uh, Cuthbert. Yeah, thank you. Alicia uh-huh. Cuthbert. Uh, she's yeah. in it. She was like really hot back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Paris Hilton's in it. It's mm-hmm. good. It's a good early two thousands, like kind of high school horror movie. Yeah, I I I will say I'm that gonna, I, I'm going to put my stamp on it. I'm going to maintain that that's a good movie. It 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 was not a bad. It's just like I said. It was like I was like, God damn! Like this really is a remake of 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 Tourist Trap. It's not you know beat for beat, shot for shot, plot for plot. But in like it's it's got way more similarities to the to Tourist Trap than does the, any of the House of Wax, the original House of Wax movie. So. Uh, I wanted yeah. to mention that as a movie that I had seen and that, I, you know, uh, but not, I, I, I'm glad you finally watched it. I did. And, um, I'm, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm glad I watched Resurrection, but I feel like I'm a different person having seen it. Now I because... feel, I am glad. The more I think about it, the more hilarious it is. Hmm. And honestly, uh, I think everyone should see it. It is funny. And I feel like Jesus Frankenstein, and I will go on record saying I feel like that's a better title. It's Easter. Than I, 
When we I release like... it, it won't be. But no, that we recorded on Easter, and we needed to have something poignant. <laughs> but I'm telling you, if you even because I mean, this is clearly a direct-to-video movie. If you had said, "Hey, Warner Brothers, hey, um, Paramount, I have a movie called Jesus Frankenstein," you're telling me that movie wasn't going to make money? Like, no. But they caught Resurrection. It goes right on. D- it goes right to video. So, um, you know, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm I'm an ideas guy. I I think I should be. If you got a question, if you're wondering about what name your movie, send it my way. I'll fucking I'll give it a good title. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that was uh, Resurrection. Um, yeah, that's our that's our movie for today. That's our Easter film. <laughs> so um, we've already got our next episode uh, planned. So we're we're gonna be a little bit more consistent again. I know we said that before, but this time, goddamn yeah, it! Yeah, this time it. we're gonna do it, guys. We're gonna um, have a two week episode. Yes. So um let's uh let's let's talk next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye y'all. Bye. Miss you. Love you. Bye. <laughs>